BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. The whole social structure when I was first initiated is quite different from what it is now. In those days, the idea of anybody being witches was absolutely horrendous. In fact, there's only seems to be actually illegal in 2 BS for Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and what you just heard at the beginning was a 1989 interview with Doreen Valiente from the documentary Earth Magic. And I'll, I'll link that whole interview in the show notes, but what she's talking about is being open, uh, being a witch, being public about being a witch. And she was talking about that in, you know, 1989 and obviously earlier in the 20th century. But that's a, that's a question a lot of us have to, to deal with every day. It's do, uh, am I going to be open about my witchcraft with normal people? And I know witches who range the whole gamut from people who are very open, like, say, me, who hosts a podcast about it, um, not... Not trying to hide it. Gave up on hiding it when I started a Patreon. Uh, but <laughs> versus there are people who are uh, completely closed off about it. And, you know, this this episode topic has been on my list since the, the beginning of the show. Um, I'm, I'm still digging through that original topic list. And this was one of the obvious ones to me. Uh, but the answer to this question of how open should I be about my witchcraft is actually, I don't know if my answer would have been the same when I started this show. I mean, obviously I'm fine being open and whatever, but the, the world maybe not as, as great as sometimes I forget. You know, it's that's a weird sentence, but you know what I mean. Because there, there are two pieces of news. <laughs> That have literally, literally hit since uh, since I last recorded an episode, and that is first off, um, back in March it was reported that a uh, a woman was suing Panera over religious discrimination um, because she had been fired from uh, a Panera in Pennsylvania. Um, for being a witch, for for admitting that, well, it, for being pagan. It's, I take it back. She responded that she was pagan, and she told a coworker, and then she and her boyfriend were both mysteriously fired, and she's filed a lawsuit about that, and that, and I'll, I'll link to a news article about that in the show notes, and then additionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's this piece of news from the last few days when I'm recording this that um, an Illinois man uh, became obsessed with the idea that a woman was a witch. A woman in Wisconsin that he, he like just obsessed with the idea that she was a witch and pretty much stalked someone. 
just stalked her. And I'll link that article too. And so it's part of me like assumed, my brain assumed that since I had felt safe being open about being a witch for so long that maybe the world was getting better. Obviously there are gonna be, you know, people out there who are not great to interact with. And there are parts of the country that are more conservative than others, but like, this is like this. I live in Wisconsin. I'm at the other end of the state from where this happened, but this is here's a person who was in danger. They weren't even a witch, as far as I know. But this guy was convinced she was. And now he's been arrested. It's just. Wow. And, and, like, I've been out publicly as a witch since the 90s. I don't like to use the term coming out of the broom closet. A lot of people do. I'm not hugely fond of it because I feel like in many ways it co-ops the queer narrative um, for something that is a choice. Like, look, I'm, I'm queer. I'm a witch. I know many queer witches. And I don't know about you, but it was much easier to come and tell people that I was a witch than it was to actually come out as queer. <laughs> like, that was a much more difficult uh, situation. So I don't know if I like to conflate the two. Also, like, I chose to be a witch. I didn't choose the other thing. So, like, I don't necessarily like the phrase... I just don't like the phrase, the broom closet, but you're going to hear it. And obviously my opinion is not everybody's opinion. Like, I'm not trying to make a declarative statement. I'm just explaining why I didn't title this episode with that, even though that would be a great, like, clickbait title. Because people know what it means. Yeah. I've been a witch for so long that... um. It's just, I mean, I've, I say so long. I've been a witch for over 20 years. I'm assuming that I've been a witch longer than some of you listening to this show have been alive. I know my target demo. <laughs> or at least I know roughly who listens to this show. And while there are plenty of people my age listening, there are people younger. Anyways, like, I often forget, like, the world is still different than what it was in the 90s when I first, like announced witchcraft it is it is arguably easier now for someone to be socially accepted saying they're a witch but it's not without danger the problem i have from my perspective is that i work from home so like and i've been working from home for over a decade so like i don't have to go into an like i wear yeah i wear a pentagram everywhere but like I also, I'm, I'm not going into an office. You know, even before the pandemic, I would spend at most one day in an office a year. Actually, it's less than that. I probably only spent, like, in the last decade, like, probably five or six days in an office. Wow. Either way, I'm not, like, my version of being open and in public is not the same as someone who has to go to a school, go to a job. Um, and so I'm not going to be the only voice you hear in this episode because Brina Guerin is going to join me in just a minute. And we're going to talk a lot about, you know, what it's like to be a witch in public and all of that. And But before we get into that, I just want to say... Be as open about it as it is safe to be open about it. Like, obviously, don't be open about it if you're not comfortable being open about it. Just don't, don't do that. But um, if you're in a living situation where, like, it would put you at risk to be open about it, don't be. It's, like, if your physical safety or if the safety of your housing or, you know, like, your access to food... <laughs> Uh, would be in jeopardy by admitting that you're a witch. I just wouldn't mention it. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> like, because 
obviously your safety is more important than anything else. Um, but yeah, with that, let's uh, dial back in time because I recorded the interview with Bree first. Uh, let's jump back and uh, here's me talking to Bree. Joining me now on the show is Bree Nagarin, author of Grove Daughter Witchery and, of course, host of Hex Positive here on the Nerd and Tie podcast network. Hi, Bree. Hi, Trey. Long time to see. How you been? Yeah, no, it's not like we have been sitting here for like an hour recording stuff for a bonus podcast for your show or something. Um, mm. <laughs> anyway, um, so what we're talking about, obviously, this month is uh, paganing in public is what I'm calling the episode, even though it's more witching in public. But that doesn't involve alliteration and isn't as fun. Um, and it's just kind of like living in public as a witch is such a like a, it, it it's it's always strange to like not be part of the majority in certain ways with that but i don't know i don't know so the problem is it, that, it like, is i've been i've been it is. It's, it's weird i've been open, i've been pretty open with my witchcraft for most of my like for pretty much my entire adult life but i've had the problem in in the sense of talking on this topic that i've been working from home for 11 years so it doesn't matter how open i am being witchy when the only person in the room is me you know what i mean <laughs> it's a uh and so i i wanted to speak to someone who has the outside perspective who actually like interfaces with human beings on a daily basis or at least did pre-pandemic yeah I I still uh, I still did for quite a while because uh, even after like pandemic stuff happened, you know, after things started reopening, I ended up being back in the office for my job. I was the only one who was. I'm not bitter, uh, <laughs> but the irony the irony of this invitation is literally the day that you asked me, "Hey, do you want to do this?" I had just been moved to a work from home setup. <laughs> So I'm sitting here like staring at where my work monitors going, yeah, let, let me talk about being back out in the public that I don't have to deal with for the foreseeable future. Okay, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing about it is I keep forgetting that not everyone else is pagan. Yeah. It, yeah. You'll you'll like, <laughs> you go around and you're just kind of la-di-da-di-da, you're going through your day. And then somebody will say something about, you know, their faith or whatever and it's like oh yeah right on your faith and oh wait you just quoted the bible oh shoot that's right most people are, are, are christian here i, I keep yeah, forgetting i am like i've i work with a lot of like with obviously with a lot of christians you know it's pretty normal mm -hmm. it's been my experience it's you know like i wanted to say like when i first came up with the idea for this episode like this is one i've been brewing for a while like I wanted to talk about how, like, I thought I was going to talk about how it's become easier than it used to be. Because, like, I became a witch during the satanic panic, right? Like, it's, I used to constantly be worried about, like, you know, letting people know that I was a witch. And it was kind of, like, a big thing for me in my mind when I was like, okay, no, I'm just going to be completely public about this. And, like, I felt like it had been getting easier and easier. And then we have that situation that happened in um, Pennsylvania, uh, where, where where you come from um with mm -hmm. uh, panera um with the the yep. employee has filed a lawsuit um for being fired after revealing that she was a pagan um, mm -hmm. and so suddenly i was like oh crap this is maybe not as changed as i thought it had been yeah i mean there's always going to be places where it's easier or harder, depending on like where you live. And another grand irony, like like you said, I uh, lived in Pennsylvania for uh, most of my life, uh, southeastern Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. And it was this little rural community that, you know, was generally very, very blue, pretty liberal. I mean, there was a, a town within driving distance, if you're witchy, in southeastern Pennsylvania, you will know where New Hope is. It's like the mecca for not only the queer community, but also all of the pagans pretty much in the tri-state area. So, you know, you can walk down that street 
you know, wearing a pentacle big as life and also flying a rainbow flag and like no one looks twice, but you drive 20 minutes in any direction of that town and it's like, roll them up. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's an odd place to live. And while I was there, I never really felt like I could be open with my craft. I mean, I, I was of course open with my friends who also practiced yeah. and, you know, I was, at some point I had to be open with part of my family. <laughs> um, oh God. It, yeah. No, it's coming out to your family. I, I say coming out. Ooh, yeah. um, it's it, it ways, was like, there are many out. ways I haven't come out to sections of my family, but my immediate family all know about my non-binary. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have had to like compartmentalize my, my outness to bits of my family. It's gotten yeah. complicated. <laughs> Yeah, it's, of course, uh, it helps. There are bits that I just don't talk to. So Facebook has made it easier because I've ended up Facebook friends with enough relatives that like just putting genderqueer on my profile has been like, oh, that trickled some information out without me having to tell them. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, why is and all guess, they them on Facebook? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's like. It's like there's there's stuff that you feel like you can tell certain people and then stuff that's like, I ain't telling them shit. And that's that's kind of how it was for me for yeah. quite a while. And then the irony of that is when I moved to Virginia, of all places, uh, to uh, to live with a man who would later become my husband, who was wonderful. Um, I was able to practice openly. Because we live in like the single blue spot in actually, I, I can't even say that anymore. <laughs> what used to be a red state, we flipped blue in your face. Hey, oh, hey, oh, but so like yeah, the, two years, but yeah, still, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the township where we live is, is fortunately uh, pretty open, pretty liberal, and of course, um, Richmond is becoming more and more liberal by the day, and I'm so yeah. here for it, and I'm so proud of them. Uh, the Richmond uh, pagan community is actually pretty pretty fabulous. I've had some good interactions with uh, with the RVA, which is Unite Coven. Shout out to Misty and the gang. Uh, and yeah, so it's like, oh, wow. By moving to a place that I would have thought would be more restrictive, I'm actually able to live more openly. Uh, obviously at home because it's my home and I'll do what I want. Uh, and even like in my workplace, here I am thinking, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't. And then just one day, I don't know what happened. Someone <laughs> asked and I was like, yeah. And I think somebody asked about me wearing uh, a pentacle. I, I wear a, a moonstone and pentacle mm -hmm. uh, necklace. It's it's my thing. Oh, and so they're, they're one necklace as opposed to because everywhere. So many us have like, OK, here's my. Here's the thing, the, the piece of jewelry I wear with some sort of stone, and then here's a piece of jewelry I wear that's my pentacle, and it's just like every, every single one of us, I swear, without yeah, doing it. Yeah, I just, well, like I the, had to kind of hide. Yeah, yeah, well, it is, it is silver. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the thing. Um, but for a while, I kind of had to sort of hide, obviously, what I was, what I was on about. Yeah. So I thought I was smart. I got this uh, really pretty little oval cabochon uh, moonstone pendant, which I love very, very much. Um, and I happened to find a little, little like pentacle pendant, just a little cute, tiny silver thing that was slightly smaller than the cabochon pendant. So when worn together on a chain, the pentacle hides behind Ooh. the moonstone. Uh, unless I actually like take it out to show somebody. So it's a nice way of just, I was doing the stealth witch thing for a good while. <laughs> and then, you know, one day somebody just asked me about it at my place of work. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of what I do. And then people started asking me questions and I like, well, I guess we're doing this. That's the thing is it's like, I will say that like more often in my life, cause I grew up, like I've lived in mostly, you know, blue areas. Like it's, Wisconsin's a pretty split state, but you know, I grew up in Milwaukee and I, um, I was born in Chicago, grew up in Milwaukee. And then I've spent a lot of my adult life in Eau Claire, which while we're surrounded by red, is a pretty blue town. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, I found at one point that I kind of dreaded telling people because not because I thought I would like, have to like have some sort of like that was going to get some person i wasn't going to be persecuted i wasn't worried about that 
um, so much as I got tired of explaining it to people. Yeah, like, that's it, a thing. It, it, it's just there's this point where like I was like, I'm a Wiccan and I got tired of explaining the basics of Wicca to every single person. Like, oh, you're a Wiccan. I was, I was like, I'm a Wiccan. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. what's that? I was like, it's my religion. Oh, what do you believe? I'm like, I don't just Google don't it. Go. There's a fucking Wikipedia page, man. There's this guy, yeah. Gerald Gardner, who wrote a bunch of shit thinking it pretending it was old, and then Doreen Valiente threw out half of it and said, Keep this shit. And then <laughs> um stuff happened. Gerald Gardner took off his pants a lot. Um <laughs> It's like, do they, if they run into other people who have different religions, do they ask them to explain all the tenets of it right off? That just seems a little... Yeah, it's, uh, well, (sighs) I I don't know. It's, I'm pretty sure if they ran into a Buddhist, they would do that. Um, I'm actually, (sighs) in no way would that shock me if they did that. Like, it's... Well, depending on the person, yeah. It's like, I get that you're curious, but come on, Google exists, go away. uh, Right? It's, well, to to be fair, some of these conversations were 20 years ago, and so while Google existed, they weren't necessarily, you know, people didn't have smartphones in their pockets. So you couldn't just say, go look it up now. You'd have to be like, go to a computer and look it up, which then seems, (laughs) you know, like. Look it up is still good shorthand. Yeah. Go drive to the library and get on the computer. (laughs) Um,. Go to the card catalog. I'm just trying to unpack my dorm room, and you're my roommate's dad, who's there being weird about my stuff. <laughs> I still have uh, a lady that I work with that, like, when I would put witchy stuff out on my desk, um, she asked about it, and she was, like, she was actually really, really nice, because... Yeah, I could tell she was like legitimately curious, like, you know, what is this on about? I keep hearing about this. She's um, she's very Christian. She's very devoted to her faith, but she's you know, she's not pushy. She's she's really super cool. And she's like, I keep hearing about this, but I know nothing about it. You know, can you tell me something about it? I'm like, okay. when you phrase it that way, I don't mind. And, you know, we had a nice conversation over lunch the one day and she was like, you know, None of this ever made sense to me, but the way you talk about it, it makes sense. And I said, well, that's because you're hearing it from a human being. You know, yeah. if you're just hearing it from like a news story or an article or something, it's not going to make any sense. It's going to make more sense when it's coming from someone who's like, yeah, this is this is my life. This is how I this is how I do every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. And of course, on the other hand, you know, this is the same person who's like, whenever I get the least bit frustrated, is like, oh, don't go putting spells on nobody. And I'm like, don't you tempt me. <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's two sides of that. Coin. Oh, yeah, no, it's uh, well, but the, sometimes I take for granted that like people know that I'm a witch because like for years at work, like every single. So I and in, in my day job, there's this person I've been working pretty closely with for like probably eight years. And um, she's a bit older than me. She's my parents' generation. And so I'm old and turning to dust. So you can extrapolate the ages from there. Um, anyways, like, so every time, like, she has a tech problem or a computer problem, and then it immediately works for me when I try it, it should be like, well, why does that always work for you? I said, well, I'm a witch. I said, <laughs> yes. And I'd get like, ha, ha, ha. And, laugh, and then, like, it was till, till one day, like, years after you, I'd been making this joke for literally years. Like, if something came up and I said, well, you know, I'm a witch. And then she was like, wait, wait, you're being serious? <laughs> like, yes, yes, I've been serious this whole time. And to be fair, actually, a lot of those times <laughs> where my explanation is I'm a witch, I did cast a spell on my goddamn computer because that's what it deserved. Um, <laughs> spell of crowbar. And the new uh. computer next to me should know that ahead of time before it tries to kill <laughs> something. I just replaced my work computer. Um <laughs> it's uh i you know so it's like it comes to like the point where sometimes like i can try to be really open about it and people just don't pick up on that you're not kidding mm-hmm. um, i don't know i've had like I've, yeah like I've, I, I've done the comment of like well oh oh my gosh the thing did the thing you know how did you and i, I just go witchcraft yeah and well i have a lot of friends where like they they don't really hide that they're witches but like Oh, so when I launched BS for Witchcraft, right, the show, the very show you're listening to right now, um, I knew I had a bunch of friends who were witches on Facebook. What I didn't know was how many more friends I had on Facebook who were witches, who I had known for years, who had just never mentioned it mm-hmm. and didn't realize I was, which was really confusing because, like, 
I wear a pentagram around my neck? <laughs> oh, sometimes not... people don't like to assume or they just don't feel comfortable talking yeah, about I know, it. I know, but you also know. like I've written a bunch of witchcraft stuff. They're like, oh, I, I write stories and there's like always at least one witch character in there. Mm-hmm. Like my, my comic Unconventional, there's a joke about Buckland's Big Blue Book. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There you go. Like in a comic about conventions. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Well, it's because like I know a whole bunch of witches who work conventions. So, uh, there you go. and then it turned out I knew more because like all these people like were like, oh yeah, I'm, like it. I have a friend from high school who we've both been witches since high school, and I was very vocal about it in high school because I was that kind of annoying witch <laughs> in high school, um, who had no idea. And like she's at the point where she used to run Central Illinois Pagan Pride Day. Jeez, oh, I've had and her on the show, Amanda Tomasini. Go back to the Pig and Pride oh, episode. I brought her there on the go. show because, like, oh crap! Like, <laughs> but neither one of us knew that the other one was, and we both mm-hmm. assumed we were being pretty damn open about it. Jeez, <laughs> like, uh, I've I've had those moments with like a few people uh, that I I know I'm not going to say from where because I don't want to out them, but. Uh, just yeah. it, it it was in a context where like we saw each other very very frequently and like chatted about a lot of stuff very frequently um but it wasn't until i just casually would would say something witchy or or talk about an upcoming holiday or you know talk about my books or whatever that was a big door opener was saying yeah i've written a book what's it about well uh you know and then they would just suddenly get this look on their face like wait you're one too, and it's like, let me give you my card. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, uh, to be fair, you use a pen name when you write, mm-hmm. and for, for good show. reason. So, right, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, it's not like Brina Garen is not something they would have run across looking at you. Yeah, naturally, for the and that it's... they knew in a different context. Yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't had that moment. I don't know Bree's actual name. That's true, you don't. And I run the podcast network she's on. Mm -hmm. And no one in the Nerd and Tide Discord knows it either. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's why you don't get a Yule card. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, (laughs) I I, I do have to open a P.O. box at some point because people keep threatening to send me nice things. And I'm like, but I don't want to give you my address. So... If I yeah. was an adult who sent out holiday cards, you wouldn't get one. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate the thought. You're you're sending me a, a Yule card in spirit. It's I would nice. send you one if I sent out cards, except I can't because I don't know your name. <laughs> there no, you um... go. <laughs> uh, but but yes, I I do like having that that little crowbar between like my 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 personal wishy life and my professional life. Um, that started out as, you know, just something I did for like. For literal safety and yeah. then eventually it was like yeah i hate my real name anyway so i'm just gonna keep this one yeah well <laughs> i'm gonna work with it from there yeah it's uh so like, it works i'm i'm trey pretty much in all aspects of my life but trey is short for um my craft name of Treygorn mm-hmm. ravenhawk which is yeah. why everything's Treygorn. that's the reason that's why there's a g there instead of a d in the username because it's not me misspelling my last name it is me <laughs> spelling out the full first name um well the funny thing is though like so like we talk about like to, to get back to the subject a little bit um like we come out to like family in stages like um mm-hmm. so i've been i started using my craft name as my daily name um when i left home from like high school like it was already like what i was kind of calling myself with my friends but like i went to using that everywhere like when i got out into the world i became trey you know, it, I, I stopped being the name that I'm not going to say. Um, mm-hmm. But, and so that's like 99. And so like I, throughout my college years, and my immediate family knows that, like I tell them like after like, you know, within the first few months that like, no, I'm going by Trey now. And um, like they they got used to it and I, they, they still would use my, you know, birth name. I'll call mm-hmm. it that for a lot of the time, but you know, it was my immediate family, you know, whatever it like it's, they have, they have now switched to Trey, but what happened was though for like a decade though, like, um, my name was Trey to my wife, you know, every, every person I ever dated, my name was Trey. Um, <laughs> like, 
um obviously including my wife like um i spent my first couple years working under my birth name but like my career like i've always been trey at work like at, at my day job in college in like all this stuff like i've been trey and then it got, except for my extended family mm-hmm. and then i got married <laughs> in 2010 and we were gonna do some witchy stuff during the ceremony and also i wasn't gonna get married under a name that i effectively had only used at holidays you know and mm-hmm. like there are two groups of people coming to this wedding friends and family and also all of my wife's family knows me as trey they don't i don't even know if my father-in-law knows that's not my legal name <laughs> So let's just so like for the perspective there that like there's there's like and so suddenly it was a okay uh these wedding invites need to go out they're all going to say I'm Trey. Mhm. Uh I guess uh hey mom I need you to seed out to the family's phone networks that like <laughs> that's uh that they're going to get an invite and uh it's for me, but it's gonna be not under that other name that I don't use, and uh, that's and then the the hand fasting and uh, a couple of things at the wedding are pretty much how my extended family found out I was a witch. <laughs> Whoops! Got to find out that way through that interaction that my cousin was a Satanist. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. It was a day of, of, of discoveries. Yeah. Uh, wow. Actually, a, a similar thing happened at my wedding because uh, we, uh, my, my husband and I, we, we sort of did the wedding three times. We did three different things. We did, um, we did a little sort of Norse-esque wedding vows, the whole, the, the shield at your back as you are at mine. Aww. Then we did, uh, oh, it was lovely. It, it, it brought tears to my eyes. The whole thing did, really. Um, and then we did the Book of Common Prayer, do you so-and-so, take so-and-so, in sickness and in health, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we had a hand fasting with a cord um, and, you know, went through the whole thing. And I was very, very aware through all of this um, in front of, you know, my my parents and his parents and um some members of my, shall we say, slightly more conservative extended family. Well, yeah, it's that <laughs> uh, that not only was all this happening um, right out in literally the broad light of day, uh, but that I was wearing an off-the-shoulder wedding dress that uh, neatly showcased the gigantic pentacle that I have tattooed on my back. I'm sure coming yeah. up the aisle, there were a few people behind me whose expressions changed rather suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get a grand amount of, of satisfaction well, out of that. It's interesting because, like, my wife isn't a witch, and she's largely agnostic. Was raised in a, like a Catholic household, so we didn't like, mm-hmm. like, we we were trying to keep it kind of like a non-religious you know thing so we did the hand fasting portion it was the only kind of like thing where there was any sort of i did like i didn't call the corners uh i didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> i did like a little part of me wishes like well only like i i to shock my own family but i didn't want to shock her family like it yeah. yeah like it um yeah if it had just been like you know if there weren't you know potential like also, you know, it was a wedding representative of both of us, not just yeah. me. But so, like, but that's like how I, my entire family, found out that I was Trey, uh, and also a witch, and also a witch. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how many paid attention to that part, but <laughs> uh, the information was out there. Um, yeah, it, so, it was very funny. Uh, most of my, like, most of my near and dear that, like, I had developed in Virginia, they knew all of this about me already. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm, I had some very good friends who I was able to be extremely open with. Um, my in-laws are just magnificent people. And, you know, when I told my husband back when we were dating, Hey, by the way, I'm a witch. Uh, he was like, no, oh, that's cool. My mom is too. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, 
so he he was raised in a household with um, an atheist grandfather, a recovering like lapsed Catholic father, and a Gaian witch mother. So it's like, yeah, he was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Like we yeah. we go to like a UU church for Christmas. It's my wife, years. on the other hand, just used me for a paper in college. Um, <laughs> she's taking this like nature religions course like this rels course and like about nature religions and she was like hey can like, we were we were like dating and living together at this point and mm-hmm. she was like hey can i use you for a college course and i was like yes. okay okay <laughs> so it's like like i think it's it, uh, i blend in less than i used to um mm-hmm. same same <laughs> i used I've, to i've just stopped giving a damn I mean, like, I have grown into a stereotype I didn't know existed, but it very much does, <laughs> where I've got my long, flowy cardigans and my, my you know, it's kind of came out with my, when I finally came out as non-binary and, you know, stopped kind of dressing to a certain gender image, but then I just said, what do I want to wear? And then mm-hmm. I went full weird. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's, I've gone strange. I was like, I work at home, although I have had to go into the office, including. And so me going into the office with like my, you know, full flowing cardigan and, you know, my stupid scarfs and my knee high boots and like. And the wool cap. And the wool cap. Can't yeah. forget the cap. Yeah. The yep. cap. Yeah. Well, I, I wear my caps always because um, uh, I'm a non-binary person in a aging body with a lot of testosterone in it, and so you can calculate what that does to a hairline all uh, on your own. And mm-hmm. hats are cheaper than hair restoration. There you go. Plus, or it's, it's sort of a trademark. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind <laughs> of actually. Like, I was wearing that. I've been wearing that style hat since like I was a teenager. So, um, well, there you go. It's it was kind of already my thing. Take note, everyone. Hats are the fountain of youth. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I had this. So uh, I I run No Brand Con. Um, I'm the convention director and president of No Brand Con Incorporated, the uh, it's a local anime convention. And then one of my staff members, like I'm 40 years old, and I joke that like, oh, well, I'm old enough to be your dad because I am old enough to be this person's dad, right? Mm-hmm. And he went, well, maybe grandfather. And I'm like, what? Uh, wait. Uh, I'm what? like, how old do you think I am? Good How Lord. old do you think? I'm 40. Don't like. I've got some gray in my beard. Yeah, but like, I'm 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 old, but I'm not like elderly. <laughs> I'm not gonna be Sheesh. on Medicare. <laughs> I mean, unless some horrific accident disables me, but like, Ooh, but not. I'm not gonna hope be not. on there for age-related reasons. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm not quite to that that milestone yet, but like. They, they say that you get more conservative with age. I have gotten more liberal, more no. radical, and just my my ration of fucks to give has utterly vanished some days. Just I have a, I have a jar of them, but it's a very small jar. And once they're gone, they're gone. No, and so, yeah, you know, that's that's led to some some interesting stuff happening at work and some interesting yeah. interactions with you'll, the public. <laughs> you'll get conser- more conservative age is a lie. The reason why there are more older yeah. conservative people is because people with money tend to live longer. Ding. Ah, ah. All right. So that Ooh, got way too, uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> we were trying to talk about uh, what it's like to be a witch in public. And I think mm-hmm. we kind of did that. Yeah. We, we're, we're circling back around, I suppose. Yeah, I'll have to give this episode a good intro. It's the secret yeah. is, folks, I always record these interviews before I record the intro, because that way I can fill in the gaps mm-hmm. <laughs> and reintroduce the things I missed. Talking yes. about... Well, I do have, like, one or two good stories I can throw in real quick if oh, you want. Oh, sure, absolutely. Love it. Oh, yes. Okay, so... Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a choice. They're both relatively brief. Which one do you want first? Do you want the creepy church fan lady or the office Halloween hater? Well, the office Halloween hater, I think, is going to be more fun. So let's do the creepy church fan lady first. Okay. Uh, so in the, the, the town where I live, um, for some strange reason, there's a couple of ladies that drive around in, like, this creepy blue church van. It's got, like, a random 
name of some religious center on the side and it's always like really scuffed and you can barely see it but it is like the definition of a creeper van um and the only difference between like that and the white van that says free candy and puppies on the side is there's a woman driving it and it has like a stenciled out church name and phone number on it i have no idea if this if this organization is legit and i don't care uh but every time i see the van i want to call the cops and here's why so I have a handful of, of witchlings, let's say, that live within visiting distance of me. And there's one or two that I occasionally, pre-pandemic, uh, would go to lunch with. Um, and this uh, one particular day, many moons before COVID, uh, we were out and about and uh, we had pulled into this parking lot, parked, getting out of the car, chatting, ready to go and, you know, just ha have a, a witch and bitch over lunch. And this lady pulls in behind us and gets out of her van and, you know, starts kind of yoo-hooing at us and trying to flag us down. And I'm like, uh, what? And she starts going on about uh, my bumper stickers. Now, this is no longer true, so I can say it. Um, my car at the time had a lot of witchy bumper stickers on it they've okay. since fallen off and need to be replaced <laughs> um but this woman had apparently seen them like several blocks back and had followed us into this lot parked several spaces down and was now trotting toward us trying to get our attention and i'm like where's my pepper spray when i need it oh back home shoot so she starts going on about how she belongs to this religion, religious organization. She never names it. That's red flag number one. I mean, probably more like three, given her general appearance and introduction. Um, and she starts going on about how she and her, uh, her brethren at this place have saved, saved so many people who had fallen down uh, this, this, into this dark place that was, you know, witchcraft and the devil's working and how she could save us from it. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, lady, I'm actively recruiting. You're not getting me. <laughs> um, and she goes to talk to my, uh, my friend who's with me, who's considerably younger than I am. Um, and in a very vulnerable position because of her family situation, which is why I'm not using her name. Uh, and she asks, you know, and, and what's your name, young lady? And I immediately give her a fake name because I don't want her bothering my friend. And she connects it to some Bible story somehow or fucking other. I gave her a very generic name, so I guess she could have so used Sarah? anything. <laughs> uh, it might have been. It might have been. It was like Sarah or Mary. Yeah, it was something really... There was a thing uh, in college where if I, if at like hall council meetings, if I didn't know the girl's name, but I sh was supposed to, I would guess that it was Sarah. And most of the time, because half right. the time it was right. Yeah. Yeah. It but it was, Sarah, it was like it was Sarah, Sarah or Mary. Yeah. Mm -hmm, something like that. So she went into this whole thing about, oh, you have a Bible name and therefore you, you're destined to be saved and brought back to the light of la, 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 so on and so forth. Um, and finally, I was just like, lady, you're wasting your time and you know this is really inappropriate what you're doing you know you just followed two young women into a parking lot in the evening and now you're yelling at us and telling us to like come with you this is really inappropriate and i'm going to need you to leave and she's like but you need to be saved and you need to blah blah blah, blah and i can call the police on you for corrupting a minor my friend is not a minor but she looks very young She's she's well into her twenties, but yeah. she just has a young face. And it's okay. I, my, my wife is in her thirties, and she once got car to try and go into an R-rated movie a couple years ago. <laughs> so cute. But yeah, I just, I mean, you know me, you know I get really, really salty, and just the Dead Sea came out of my mouth, and I was like, "Look, lady, <laughs> I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what you think of what I do." But I can guarantee to you that the cops are going to be a lot more interested in some weird lady trying to get young women into her creeper van than they are in what my faith is. Bye bye. And I just <laughs> grabbed my friend's arm and we turned and walked away. So, yeah, just and yeah. I've seen the van around a few more times. Um, I was accosted 
uh, like a year or so later by a different lady with the same van. So apparently they have like a rotating shift uh, in a convenience store parking lot during the summer. Uh, I was wearing a tank top at the time. This is relevant to the story. Uh, and yeah, I mentioned before I had a great big pentacle tattoo on my back. It's like at least three inches of, across. It's big. It's obvious. Um, and this woman comes up to me screaming that I have the devil's mark on my back and I need to come with her at once and be saved. I was like on the verge of a migraine already because of the sun. I may have screamed a few very not nice things at her before I got in my car. I'm pretty sure she left thinking I was possessed, but I don't care. Uh, but yeah, thankfully those are like the standout awful things that I've had happen. Most people have been much nicer. Yeah. See, I've had like the exact opposite of that experience where people were way too excited to see me wearing a pentacle <laughs> um, where I'm well, I've gotten that too. Oh no. So like I was like at a, Culver's in the Wisconsin Dells like and this is probably like 2003 or 2004 um, mm -hmm. I was there with some friends who were traveling and we had just stopped for food and I'm I'm at the table and this woman comes up to me and just like oh and like takes the pentacle necklace that I'm wearing into her hands and like 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 oh no. like talk. these people like and, and made some <sighs> weird thing about the kind of power and this is a woman probably about my mother's generation so like and this is oh. me when i'm like i used to be a better looking person than i am now okay <laughs> like i don't have a negative appearance about my i don't have a negative opinion about my appearance but i'm also fully aware that there was an age that i was at where i was better looking than i am now and i had this problem with middle-aged women kind of sexually harassing me oh no and this happens oh, straight with thing. like literally like like taking the pendant i'm wearing a stranger just like touching me in the mm. thing and i'm just like oh and i started tucking that into my shirt yeah. after that oh, so that sucks yeah yeah oh, it's geez. i've you know like there's this weird part of my life where I used to get sexually harassed by middle-aged women in my early 20s and it's so uh, weird. That is that's just odd. It's just weird and I don't know I, yeah, what what is what is it with with these 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 older like ex-hippie witch women that are like oh, young men. Yeah, no, I'm like, Because no. I've seen that a lot of times, and it's like, no, stop. No. Stop, stop, stop. Like, I'm not interested. Do not touch mm -hmm. me. Like, mm. it's, like. Yeah. Some some people just are, are weirdly touchy, and I, I don't like that myself either. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. Yeah. It's, I'm glad yeah. I got less attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't oh want to say God, that like I was like I, well, I'm not saying like I was super hot, but like I am I am less attractive now. And oh look, that stopped happening to me. So I'm just going with yay. <laughs> I mean, I, I got fat. For you. you get fat, and suddenly you don't. You can go out in public again wearing your pentacle and not get worried about like hands going on you. So it's like, oh, thank God. Well, I mean, if it works, right? Yeah. Like I mean, my knees don't like it, but you know. Mm, whatever mm -hmm. it's psychologically more comforting i got my blood pressure under control hey, there you go that's good so at work you had of course more situations to get you to that other story yes so uh if if people follow me on on the tumbles uh they may have heard of my my ongoing sort of passive aggressive battle with the office halloween hater uh this started back in 2019 um, I, I work in a pretty generic office. There's nothing terribly special about it. I just do office things and I have a cubicle. Um, and, uh, I, I happen to have a space, um, where like I could set up a bunch of stuff and kind of have like a little display and it wasn't in the way of anything. It was just like on top of a cabinet, you know, nothing else needed to be there. Uh, so I took advantage of that. And, you know, we, we didn't really have like a big 
policy on decorating for various holidays. Some people went real hard for like, you know, summer or Easter or Christmas or whatever. I decided in my way to go hard for Halloween because God damn it, I can and I love it. And so <laughs> I, I picked up a whole bunch of like stuff from Michael's, stuff from like the dollar store, just little like spooky trees. I got the uh, the Sanderson sisters uh, Halloween pop from, you know, the, the spirit Halloween store. I still have it in my office at home. I love it so goddamn much. Um, and I just made like this really cool little Halloween display, like some of the bits lit up, you know, it was cool looking. I have pictures. I love it so much. They're mm. on my Instagram. Um, and apparently it offended somebody Ooh. because um, the moment that they walked into uh, my office, because I'm right next to a door, uh, it was just Halloween everywhere. And it offended this person's delicate Christian sensibilities. And I use that phrase extremely deliberately because she literally said to the person that she was complaining to, it is offending me as a Christian and it is upsetting my sensibilities. And I heard about this later and went, <laughs> really? <laughs> so mind you, uh, by the time this got back to my boss, who is a boss, she's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, it was early November and I had already taken down all of my stuff uh, and, you know, carted it away home because it was November, you know, Halloween season was effectively over and I figured, okay, you know, uh, I'm just going to start taking this down and maybe start moving towards some Yule decorations and it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. But Halloween's over time to take down all the pumpkins and the scary tree. Uh, so she pulls me into her office and she's like, so we had a complaint about your, uh, your desk and the stuff you had on your desk. And I'm like, really? Why? She's like, well, some people, mind you at this point, some people had already come to me and asked sort of out of nowhere, Hey, were you told to take down your display? And I'm like, no, it's November. I just took it down because Halloween is over. And they're like, Okay, because so-and-so was saying that you were told to take it down because it was offensive. And I'm like, to whom and why? Because there was no, there was no, like, there was no blood and guts in it. Yeah. There was, there were no, you know, weird things. There was nothing scary. Like, this would not have been out of place in an elementary school classroom. Like, you could have shown this to children and they yeah. just would have been like, oh, hocus pocus. And it would have been fine. <laughs> you know, there was nothing bad. Like there were a, a few things that said witch on them that had pentacles. But it was like it was all stuff you could get at Michael's. You know, it was yeah. nothing nasty. It, none of it was outside of my space. It wasn't there to trip anyone. It was completely innocuous. And you had to turn your head coming in the door to see it, mind you. Uh so, yeah, and I'm just like, so by the time my boss calls me in, like, some of this has reached my ear, and I'm like, okay, so that's how it is. Uh, and I asked my boss, you know, okay, so you've heard of this, you know, obviously, if it was a big enough issue, or if it was in violation of some policy, I will know not to do this again next year. Uh, you know, was this actually a problem? And she just looks at me and goes, no. It was October and you decorated for Halloween. And that's what I told them. And I'm like, props to you, first of all. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, really? That was the problem that they walked in and I had Halloween decorations in October? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. I, I see. I see where this is going. I, and I already obviously knew who it was because other people had, had come up to me. Uh, Later on, this same person took issue with uh, a piece of someone's Halloween costume that was put onto an office holiday tree because, again, that offended her Christian sensibilities. Um, the piece in question was a piece of punctuation. Long story that the person had come dressed as a piece of punctuation. Okay. Uh, 
and then they they put the printout of the interro the uh the interrobang. Oh, the interrobang. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, on on this tree because it was just it was funny. Um and because it had been used as a Halloween costume earlier, and this person knew that, uh, suddenly they were all upset because they were mixing Halloween and Christmas, and that's sacrilege. And mind you, I'm like, are you going to start taking issue with the Jewish decorations in the office next? Because it's going to be a fight if you do. Yeah, I so I, I went hard that year uh, decorating for Yule as well. And uh, just like <laughs> went all in with the holly and the ivy. And she's like, oh, it's so lovely. And I'm like, you have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, then, of course, 2020 rolls around. The pandemic hits. Yeah. Um, and by the time it's Halloween again, I'm back in the office. And so is this person. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Of all the two people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So... I'm, you know, of course, thinking of this as October is starting to get close. And I was like, well, you know, there's not really anyone else here. There's not much point to decorating. I'll just, I'll put up, I'll put up a couple of things. I'll put a pumpkin on my desk and call it a day. You know, the whole point of the display from the year before is that I added something to it every week and my coworkers would guess what it was. And it was fun. But with no one else there, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. So one day, this person, oh, here comes the salt. This person comes into my area and we exchange our usual hello, hello. And uh, she looks at my, uh, my, 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 my cubicle, my little area there and goes, oh, I thought you'd be decorating for Halloween this year. Are you not? And I was like, hmm? <laughs> oh, challenge oh, accepted. It's like, oh, so that's how you want to play. Okay. I see you. I see you. So I was like, eh, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> oh, I will destroy you. So, <laughs> yeah, this was on a Friday. Um, the, fo- the, the following couple of days, I raided every dollar store, like, that I could find uh, because it wasn't easy to like get into Michael's and stuff, but I found everything I could possibly put up on the outside of my cubicle, including the glass divider that they set up for uh, COVID safety. Mind you, all of this is still technically within the bounds of my little domain. So they can't say shit. And Long story short, she comes in the following Monday and there are gel clings all over the glass divider. There are strings of bat and pumpkin lights around the outside of the cubicle and just basically whatever I could get away with, you know, a a nice big wooden sign, which parking only, all others will be towed, come in for a spell. It's all hung up there. The witch is in because I gotta have it. And uh, she just kind of looks and you, you just you, you see the eyes go wide and the color drains from the face. Just just a touch, just a degree. And she just stops in the middle of her hello. And I'm like, oh, yes. Um, thank you so much for reminding me about decorating. You know, my heart just hadn't been in it this year. But when you asked, I just felt like. You know, I wanted to. So thank you for that. It really brought back the spirit of the season for me. And now I have all this and I feel so much better. So happy Monday. Uh, here's the the thing you needed. And she just kind of, mm, yes, that's very nice. And walks away. Didn't see her ass for the rest of the week. So it was very satisfying. All right. And now, of course, I'm working great. from home. Yeah. yeah, and now of course I'm working from home, so it probably won't matter. But yeah. that was that was just kind of like mm, touche. <laughs> oh, but it's always satisfying. But yeah. you know, it's well with that. Um, you know, I think it's time we got to wrap. This episode's already gone longer than normal or <laughs> yeah. intended. So with that, uh, Bree, why don't you tell the fine folks at home where they can find you? Uh, just about everywhere. You can find me as Bray Nickaren on, oh goodness, uh, Twitter, Instagram, 
TikTok, WordPress, and YouTube, as well as Patreon. If you feel like supporting me and my various projects, you can uh, do that for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash Garen. You can also tune into my fabulous uh, monthly podcast, Hex Positive, over on the wonderful Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, who so graciously host me. I'm also a fixture over on the Nerd and Tie Discord, nerdandtie.com slash discord for the invite. <laughs> Whew, I'm getting getting good at this, and uh, you can you can find uh, my my bestseller uh, Grove Daughter Witchery along with all of my other titles on Amazon. Hey, thank you very much. Yes, it's always a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this month to the show. Um, I just want to remind you that this show is brought to you by listeners like you through my Patreon. Uh, which you can support by going to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And by supporting the Patreon, you get episodes like this a whole week early. And uh, people who support at my shout-out level uh, get a shout-out. And here are the shout-outs. Um, Stephanie Graves, Mary Stowell, Lindsay Dosey, and Bruce Norville. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and if you can't afford to contribute to the patreon uh, i totally understand just just share the show with everybody you know and uh, whether you like them or not and make them listen to it or you can you know follow me on social media i'm on twitter at uh, a at t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n i'm on tumblr t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n.tumblr.com and you can follow the show on facebook at facebook.com slash bs free witchcraft uh, i will say there are some incentives for for uh, the the Patreon that we have added this month, which are uh, we put some goals. They are very far off, and I don't expect to reach them maybe ever. But uh, I I am saying that if we ever reach five hundred dollars a month on the Patreon, and we have a month where that goes through, uh, I will record a live stream of me reacting to live. Uh, Silver Ravenwolves to ride a silver broomstick. I will do that if the, the Patreon ever gets to $500 a month. And in the impossible tier that I know will never happen under any circumstances, if you if it ever gets up to $1,000 a month, I, I will do uh, Lisa Lister's Witch. I will read that and react to it. And I don't want to read that and react to it, which is why I put it up at 1000 So uh, that's not going to happen. But technically... I did do that. That is out there. Um, <laughs> uh, remember, this show is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Um, you can find a lot of great shows at nerdandtie.com, including Hex Positive, I don't, which uh, Bree Nagarin is the host of. You just heard her talking. So if you want to hear Bree every month talk about witchcraft from her point of view, Go to nerdandtie.com slash hex. It's a great show, and you should check it out. Um, also, I want to point out, since it's April, uh, in July we will be doing uh, the annual feedback and user questions uh, episode, the feedback and Q&A episode for BS for Witchcraft. Um, because we have to record that, though, in early July, I'm, I'm asking for questions now. Um, if you have a question, just go to uh, bs3witchcraft.com and go to the contact page there and, and write me whatever thoughts you have. If you have any questions, if you have any like thing you'd like to say on the show, uh, read it. I mean, write it. God, I'm having a day. Um, remember, when I, when I read those questions, it's, I do it anonymously. I don't include names um, when I read the questions, so you don't have to worry about being open, about being a witch to ask a question for that episode. Uh, yeah, it's it's out there. So again, uh, com slash contact. And uh, remember, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, anything that takes an RSS feed, really. And if you are on, like, iTunes, please, or any other of the platforms that accepts ratings, please go out there and rate and review the show. It helps us algorithmically. It helps us reach more people. So I'd appreciate it it would it would be super fun um also uh remember uh, we do have a discord for the nerd and tie network and there are a bunch of witches on it <laughs> between because between this show and x positive a bunch of witches on the network and you can find an invite for that nerd and tie.com slash discord 
And with that, my chickens, I am off into the ether to find myself a sandwich, maybe, because, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little hungry. That's, that's just information you didn't eat. Look, we mentioned Panera at the top of the show, and now I just want a sandwich, and I want to figure that out. Just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it myself. I'm not, like, going anywhere. I mean, yeah. It's, and remember, kids, go get vaccinated. <laughs> if you can, if you're in a country where vaccines are available, just go, go out and get vaccinated as soon as possible. So I want to go outside again because the weather's getting nice. And uh, I want y'all to be safe. <laughs>